All right, so I'd love to dive into the origin story of Noom because ultimately this was a massive bet that ended up paying off. But I want to hear a little bit about the origin story and kind of how you got it off the ground. Yeah, so you know it's interesting because when I started Moon, I, it was an accident, right? I, I actually didn't plan to start Moon. It was more in the sense that I I had already built a, a pretty good company um, in Boston at the time, and my wife and I we had gotten to a place, you know, where we had we had talked about this is going to be the thing that we build, right? I'm going to work on my business and grow it into this big agency was my goal. And because life was so good, we can kind of do we could do a lot. We could travel, we could go out and eat, and you know enjoy the fruits of our labors, so to speak. And, you know, the story is inside a restaurant one day, my wife's trying to take photos and she was very compelled to get certain photos. And I'll back up because our son, Jaden, is autistic. And when we found out he was autistic, I had this sort of epiphany that I wanted to capture every moment. Everything for me is about these moments. You know, I was raised on moments. I lived so many moments. So I just always thought that one day he's going to look at us and be like, how did we get here? And we're going to forget half the stuff we've done. I'm going to forget how I built this company or, you know, how I'm going to explain to him and tell him the stories. And I think it's important for him to know it. So I said, let's capture every single thing, video, photo, doesn't matter how mundane it is. Let's just always have photos around. Um, of course, being in this restaurant one night, trying to get a photo, we always struggled to get photos in the dark. Always. It was always like grainy, dark. And I could see my wife's frustration. She's kind of looked at me and she's just like, you know, I'm like, let's eat. <laughs> like we always go through this. And she kind of challenged me. was like, you know, well, you're the cinematographer and I, and I, I knew light. So she was like, why don't you come up with something? And in the restaurant, I literally took her phone, took my phone, placed them back to back, slid one down a little bit, held them together as one phone, turned on the light and took a photo of us. And she was just like blown away. She's just like, oh my God, it worked. Look at how good this photo looks. And I'm just like, yeah, solved it. Let's eat. I, I didn't think anything of it. But I remember as I was doing the photo, this woman kept staring at me from two tables from us. And I'm just like, what is she looking at? So rude. So we start eating halfway through dinner. I look up and almost in slow motion, I see her and her partner doing the exact same thing we just did. And then we lock eyes for a second. And she kind of looks at me with this embarrassment of like, yeah, you just caught me. I just did the thing you just did. And I was like, wait a minute, maybe we're not the only ones with this problem. And I should probably do something about it. You're right. And I set out to go and, you know, create a product that would solve that issue. And that's when Moon was born. But in the process of that, mind you, I already had a business. I had clients. I'm talking extremely big clients paying a lot of money for the work I was doing. And I found myself not doing any of it. I found myself like calling them up and being like, hey, I'm no longer doing this anymore. I'm going to pass you on to a friend of mine who's going to be helpful. And then just kind of canceling out all my contracts, closing everything that I had done, and then just packing up the bags for my old business. And then my wife and I, we lived in this house that we were uh, renting at the time. We had plans, we had intentions to buy the house because the lady was going to be selling it when we first got there. And she put it up on the market. And then at this time now, I had bootstrapped Moon with my co-founder and we had no money. Mm -hmm. My wife didn't really know how much money we didn't have. And I remember looking right at her in the face and I told her, I'm like, you know, we can't afford this place. And I think we're going to need to really just buckle down because I have to go all in on this. Like, I know where Moon is going to get. I can feel it. I know it to my core. I believe in it. <clears throat> and, you know, she believed in it too. And I was like, let's take the risk. And we ended up, you know, packing things up and moving into my mother-in-law's place and went from this massive space we had to a tiny one bedroom place with a bunch of people in it uh, for, for like two years. You know, we were surviving on that Wendy's four for four. <laughs> <laughs> it was just wild time, but we gave up everything. Cars had to go, everything had to go. I sold shoes, I sold gear. I was like, whatever it takes. Yeah, man, I remember you like showing me a photo, I think it's on your Instagram, of the car that you used to drive and the car that you were 
driving at the time when you were building Moon. Yeah, and, and that was an interesting time because I actually got rid of my car. And um, and this is something that I think is important for people to realize that you're, it's important to sometimes take a sacrifice because you have to believe in yourself to the point where if it didn't work out, I can always get another job mm -hmm. and I can always build another career. I have time. I think we get locked into these sort of places mentally where we're like, no, I don't want to take that risk because I have all of this to lose. I was just like, I already got rid of it all. I'm starting from zero anyway, so might as well start with something I really want to do, which was the approach. And and that photo of me with that car actually was, I had a conversation with a friend of mine at the time who was basically like, if you get rid of your car, everyone's going to laugh and think you fell off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And I actually went and took a photo of my car for the last time at the Starbucks I worked for for almost two years. And I brought my, it was my, my mother-in-law's car that I used to borrow and drive around. And I parked in the same spot. And then that's the car I would usually borrow to drive around us just to show like I gave up this exquisite automobile, which is an amazing car, to now be driving this and mostly taking the train or the bus because I really believed in what I was doing. God, well, we have a lot more to cover there. But in the meantime, let's dive into your next track. What do you got for us? It's funny, I've kind of worked from music to all these sort of journeys led to something and they all kind of tie together nicely at the end. But I actually had a music production studio with a friend and we were making music and I kind of stopped doing that mainly because I fell in love with video production. I wanted to make a music video and I did. And then that was like another moment where I was like, I could do this. And not only could I do this, but I can make money doing this. So I got really involved in every aspect of, of filmmaking. And I started watching movies over and over again that I had watched before. And I, I don't know what it is. I heard a soundtrack to, I think it was Gladiator. And I thought, who made this? Like, this is epic and just so heroic and like emotional and it made me cry at the end of the movie i'm like i'm like it's not even the scene it's the music when it starts to play and i, and I realized music is something that truly moves motion picture and and with my love of music i just fell in love with what hans zimmer was doing i thought he was just absolutely epic and then also while i was building moon i created a playlist of just stuff by hans zimmer or other you know motion picture producers and i would listen to it because Instead of me listening to lyrics, I would actually sort of be writing my own movie in my head as I'm working. So I think to myself, you know, I'm struggling right now to play a soundtrack to kind of lift me up that is heroic because most heroic like anthems, it starts off kind of somber, then it has this moment where it picks up. So that would actually charge me up as I'm working. I'm like, okay, it's hard now, but at the end it's going to pay off. And every, I would do that every single day. I'd work out of the same Starbucks and, and, it, and I would play the same music and, and, you know, Hans Zimmer is a good chunk. I'll tell you, if you have nothing else you listen to, put Hans Zimmer on your playlist and just listen to this man's work. He's exceptional as a producer. Um, and he's not just a producer, he's like a director of orchestra, if you think about it. You know, he creates these moments. Um, and I think life for me, you know, has always been about moments. Like I can always tie something to a moment. And in one track, he can tie, you know, different scenes to different moments that give you a certain feeling. And for me, that's what I embodied every time I was doing, you know, anything to do with my company. I was, I would, you know, I'm, I'm about to go for fundraise. I'll play Hans Zimmer because I'll just be like, this is what I'm going to go with. I'm going into battle and I'd find a track that's like, okay. And I pull another track and I play. So I think all those things really just give you an emotional sort of balance in your head without any lyrics. Because I felt like for me, certain songs are great for pumping you up with lyrics because you can go to like a place with words and just kind of hype. But when you have no words, all you have is your thoughts and that music can really tie you to a positive or a negative thought. And it's kind of your decision process in that when you're listening to it. 
to decide what you what it's going to be. So when I hear the song, it amps me up to a positive state where I'm like, yeah, nothing's going to stop me right here. I'm going to go get this. Yep. Uh, and even if I walk out of that room defeated, I'm like, well, in that scene, Superman got defeated, but then he came back up. Batman got defeated mm. and then he had to go to that cave and he came back up. So like, I'm fine, you know, and, I, <laughs> and so that's kind of my thought process behind Hans. But yeah, absolute wizard with what he does.